Hey, you're listening to the Speaking of Music podcast. Hey guys, welcome back. Hey guys, we are back um, with a chaotic intro and definitely another episode. <laughs> this is definitely an episode. It's happening. Um, We're recording This week's it. episode is Love for Sale by Lady Gaga and Tony Bennett. I actually did not think I would like this album as much as I did. I, I just agree. thought this would just be a good opportunity for the podcast, you know, <laughs> opening to a different okay. genre, and now I'm obsessed. So. I heard the word jazz, and I did not appreciate it as much, but then I heard the album, and I was really surprised by how much I, I enjoyed know, like, it. I knew I was going to like it. Mm-hmm. That being said, that doesn't take a lot for me to like things. I was about to say. But, like, I'm attached, you know? Yeah. I mean, okay, I was the least surprised out of us three because I listened to Cheek to Cheek before any of you guys and I knew this was coming before before it came out and you know what I just have so much appreciation for the fact that Gaga makes jazz albums you know in between her pop artist tours (laughs) and shows and stuff like that just shows how versatile she is it really does and it also really you know shows her classical training and her ability to sing in every genre so yeah okay let's do some background information so love for sale was released october 1st 2021 and it is the second collaboration album between Tony and Gaga. And it is Gaga's seventh studio album and Tony Bennett's 61st. So, yeah, that's a lot of studio albums, guys. <laughs> and Tony Bennett's 61st. Well, I mean, he is the only, he extends his record for being the only artist to have number one albums in five decades, I think. Yeah, something like that. Right. It's something like that. Yeah. And so the singles for this album were I Get a Kick Out of You and Love for Sale. And this album is a tribute to Cole Porter, who wrote all of the songs on this album in the 1940 to 60 era. And they sang some of his songs on Cheek to Cheek. And Apparently, Gaga just loved it so much. She's like, we should make this second album entirely Cole Porter songs. So, yeah. That is how it goes. <laughs> that is how it goes. So, let's get right into it. All right. So, let's start with rankings. My rankings are It's the Lovely, Just One of Those Things, I Get a Kick Out of You, Love for Sale, Dream Dancing, You're the Top, I Concentrate on You, So in Love, I've Got You Under My Skin, Let's Do It, Night and day, and do I love you? My rankings are, I get a kick out of you, love for sale, you're the top, it's the lovely, so in love, dream dancing, just one of those things, do I love you, let's do it, I concentrate on you, I've got you under my skin, and night and day. My rankings are dream dancing, love for sale, it's the lovely, I get a kick out of you, do I love you, night and day, just one of those things, you're the top, Let's do it. So in love, I concentrate on you, and I've got you under my skin. Okay, so let's um, get this conversation started with I Get a Kick Out of You. I love this song. It is number one on my rankings, and I'm kind of attached to it. And so it was the lead single of this album, but honestly, I don't really think of it as that. 
it's just the song that happened to be released before the other songs. Yeah. <laughs> and it has such a great energy. I think that in terms of this album, nothing was really getting on the radio. There wasn't really like a single feel to it, especially because it wasn't released that much before the album, you could say, in terms of things. So, I mean, you might have just heard it a few more times, um, but it doesn't, it kind of just gives you a feel of what the album's going to sound like if you don't already know what jazz sounds like. <laughs> I don't know. And I think it's it has such a playfulness and you really are able to see the relationship between Tony and Gaga and the way they can go back and forth in a duet album like this. I agree. Um, and I love their little ad-lib things. And my favorite part of this whole song is when Gaga goes, sings, I get a kick out of you. And Tony goes, me? Yeah. <laughs> me? Yeah, it's really cute. They have they work really well together because I think they kind of have a good understanding of what sounds good in terms of their joint music. So this song was a really good choice for a lead single. It was a solid start to this like little era thing going on. Yeah. Okay, I've been I've been itching to talk about it from the second we started, and it's been two songs. Let's talk about it's lovely. Oh, of yeah. course. So that's number one on Sophia's rankings. It's also the opening track, and a really good opening track too. I know, and mm-hmm. it again has. I feel like the whole album does has that great chemistry between them. Thanks. <laughs> Just cutting off in the middle of the sentence. <laughs> No, I really like the whole, it's delightful, it's delicious, it's too lovely. I love that part so much. It's so cute. I know. And then the when they sing together, though, you can hear um, they do the harmonies. And, you know, I feel like you wouldn't think that the harmonies would sound as good as they do. But they're drastically different voices. Right. Mm-hmm. But then it's also just the way that um gaga changes her voice when she sings in jazz yeah, i agree she makes it m- much more classical and than when sounds, she's singing her yeah pop she songs. sounds really in her element with mm-hmm. this kind of music and i really like how old-timey it sounds like a wow wow well, no, i really I'm, do the songs definitely weren't written 70 years yeah ago. no i'm just saying the production works really really well okay. with how they sound it's Wow, seventy-year-old song sounds so oh, retro. Wow, so thank you, Sophia. Uh, this stood out to me when I first listened to the song. It has like a catchy chorus type of thing going on, and the perfect intro to the album. And whenever I'd shuffle this after the first listen, I would get excited for it. So that is why it's my number one, and I will listen to it. Um, more and more and it will continue to be my number one because i am just very attached to it now one of the catchiest off the album arguably mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> thank you for that live performance <laughs> lady gaga right now she literally wants to hire me she doesn't need no backup dancers in her las vegas residency okay she does now <laughs> yeah she'll make an ex- exception for you sophia mm-hmm. okay hmm. let's move on Let's talk about let's talk about dream dancing. Yeah. Because we're just we're just going in order of our number one. So yeah. dream dancing is number one for Anusha. So 
Why don't oh. you start? I mean, I just think that based off my first listen, this was the one that one of the ones i wouldn't say the only one that really stuck with me i was so in love with like the lyrics and the word choice and the we dance between a sky serene and fields of green sparkling with dew hello that's so pretty um i just think it was the lyrics just it doesn't even like the melody could be whatever just the lyrics were just so good it's very much old-timey romantic because yeah. obviously like older love songs don't really have these like new age metaphors um and it kind of they kind of mostly stick to this same idea of like van like dancing and like <laughs> that's true they're always like oh, dancing under the moon and but it keeps it uh, simple doing, like random like just those typical romantic things like flowers and, and singing love songs and dancing because those are the common themes that have kind of just been repeated throughout music and its history and writing. So when you go back and you get a love song that was written, you know, maybe not in the last 30, 40 years, you still kind of see these same themes circled through, but just laid out in a different way. And usually when you go back further enough, they just sit out there with it for you and they're like, hey, let's dance under the moon. And yeah. it's very sweet. And that's why a lot of romantic songs are better simple. Yeah. And I also just like the concept of making, of singing about love with the jazzy type sounds because it really f makes an aesthetic. I also just like the jazz solos that are interspersed within the album. Um, I mean... I was in jazz band, so <laughs> wow, Victoria, she's throwing her extra I two, didn't two seconds of fame. A jazz instrument, but I played piano. Um, <laughs> but um, they're like they're good jazz solos, and it's not, and they fit. They are exactly what the album needed to keep its sound going and to to make it that nostalgic, like everyone can enjoy this sound type of music. So, yeah, I agree. Okay. Okay. I think we should talk about You're the Top. I was just going to say that. I love this song. Victoria, like, I have staked my claim on It's Be Lovely. I've and I, have, I've, I've called it, like, my brand. Vic was telling me that she's like, this is my non-single brand. So, you want to start this off, Victoria? It's your brand. <laughs> that was very condescending. It's your brand. As if I, Sophia doesn't have a brand in every single album. I know, as if I don't brand every single album. Yeah. So I just, this song really stuck with me. It's the last track on the album. And technically, it's like a deluxe track, but there's like, there's no non deluxe version, basically. So yeah, I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand that, that concept, but, um, and it's the last track. So it, it's the one that when I listen to it in full, it leaves the impression of the whole album when it's done. And it's just such a... <laughs> <laughs> you okay over there? No. It's, it's just such a simple... That it's a song on it. Also like a lot of songs in this album, but this one is so simple. It doesn't make anything complicated. And it... Also, baby, if you're the bottom, um, baby, if I'm the bottom, you're the top. <laughs> <laughs> this is a little 
suspicious, Cole Porter. <laughs> that is what I was saying. <laughs> anyway, I just, I like the, what, how everything in the verses, it's like, you're the this, like, you're the Colosseum. Yes, the you're the Museum. Yeah. Like, it's all these it. great things. But also, you're the Mickey Mouse meow. I don't understand why the mouse is meowed, but you're a turkey dinner. Someone was hungry. Um, well, like, it's, they you're all these their great turkey things. dinners in the 1950s. Sure. It's like a thing, you know? I've never seen the ads with, like, the, the, the housewife with the turkey. <laughs> if my significant other compared me to turkey dinner, I'd start crying. <laughs> well, it was cute, okay? I would start crying. Well, not Mickey Mouse meow. <laughs> Maybe not that one. <laughs> But no, I like the idea of the verses being like the you're the. I like the you're the smile on the Mona Lisa. That one was really sweet. Yeah. I also like I'm the like how it comp- they compare themselves to bad things. So like I'm a worthless check, a total wreck, a flop. But you, you are you're amazing. The top. You're great. Overall, Cole Porter definitely had some sweet ones, and then he had the Mickey Mouse and the turkey dinner. <laughs> no. But overall, mostly. But the this sweet is also ones. like all the English teachers be like, guys, look at all these metaphors. <laughs> what do you mean? You're the Nile. You're just this girl. <laughs> that is a metaphor. I understand it's a metaphor, but they're like, let's look at what the author means by this. Girl, the author is just love. love. <laughs> you're just you're just great things. Like you don't really they you run out of metaphors eventually, and you just keep comparing them to things. Clearly, turkey dinner. The author says that the love of his life is a turkey dinner because possibly because turkey. he had a rough childhood and <laughs> his mother <laughs> neglected <laughs> to feed him turkey dinners. Girl, no, he just really likes turkey dinners. Okay. Well, all the love for that song. So let's move on to just one of those things. Yep. Just one of those things, which Anusha slandered. Slandered. Did not. I moved it up. She slandered it. Where is it? And then seven. she was bullied still, into putting it at She had seven. it last, no. and then she bullied it and put it at seven, but that's still kind of slandered, but it's fine. It is. You have it at 17. I also know that. <laughs> but I'm, but like, I know why. I appreciate all the songs like i if i had it last and you're like no it cannot be last i wouldn't move it all the way up to seven seven just one of those things that anisha's ranking (laughs) anyway just one of those things is one of tony bennett's one of the two solo songs i enjoyed it very much i know that's why it's number two on your rankings i also enjoyed it very much Maybe not as much as Sophia, but I still enjoyed it. Well, yeah, I just think that, I mean, the song, like, definitely spiced it up a little bit in terms of the album, the things it was talking about. And, I mean, just one of those things, it kind of drew me in, kind of gave me an idea of what it was going to be about, because I, I don't know, I had never heard this before, even though there's been different versions of it in the past. But, um... You know, I'm not a jazz aficionado. I don't really listen to this stuff. Yeah. I enjoy it when I do, but it's not my go-to genre. You pronounce that very Spanish. Well, Aficionado. I just like to let you know that maybe this is a well-kept secret, but I speak Spanish. No. (gasps) No. Anyway. This just in. Mind blown. Anyway. I just, I thought the, the theme was good. I thought it tied in really well. I loved his voice in the line just one of those things i thought it was i thought it was very well done so of course it's gonna be high up and i thought that it was very catchy and very fun and that's why it's higher 
Yay. And that's why you guys should move it up. I'm trying to like make this a persuasive essay. You know? <laughs> it's too late to change the rankings, don't you think? Yeah. I can do anything if I try. Okay. Actually, that is a lie. I do not do things if I'm not good at them. Yeah. We know. <laughs> yeah, we know. <laughs> we know. Okay. Ad breaks are just another one of those things. Here's one for you now. Hey, guys. All right. So we're back. <laughs> That was awkward. That was a little was like bit crusty. It was like an intro all over again. So we're again. back. <laughs> so we're back. And we're going to talk about... I concentrate on you. Sure. I do not concentrate on my math homework, but I did concentrate on this song. <laughs> what is that? We don't need any more segues. One segue per episode. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. And I'm, I'm so mad that I concentrate on you is so low on my rankings, but... None of these songs deserve to be last, and some of them just have to be lower than others. It's just a feel-good type yeah. of album. I'm sure, girl, are you paying attention? I'm paying so much attention. I'm trying to find the lyrics that I concentrate They're on. literally right there. Like, they were literally yeah. right there. Mm-hmm. You just have to go. Yeah, just do girl, it. Girl, what are you doing? <laughs> just do it through the album. I did. It's not on the original album. It's mean? like... Genius only has like 10 songs. Yeah, why aren't you on Lover's Hotel Lux? Exactly. No, just go like this. Look. No! Let's talk. Well, I, I mean, I like it. Have a reason why it's second to last. But something's gotta be down well, there. Well, that is a reason in and of itself, you know? Like, yeah. something's gotta be last. And we, we can't, like, be defending that all the time, you know? Yeah. It's just, it has to happen in every episode. And we complain about it a lot, but I think that's probably just one of the talking points for our episode. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, but this is a really good song, and I like the whole theme of I Concentrate On You. Like, that's cute. All of these songs are really cute. Yeah. It is very cute. Except I'm... for when I get compared to Mickey Mouse. Dinner. <laughs> That Mickey one is a little, a little bit less But cute. with the meow sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was funny. <laughs> so funny. Okay. Anyways, do you want to talk about Night and Day? Yes! Y'all slandered it. Why? Oh, it. Oh, six. That it was one of the ones that stuck out to me from the very... No, like, okay, so it's the beginning. second song, right? So it comes after It's the Lovely. Yeah. <laughs> so... I don't know. Just in my brain, it's not as quite as. No, don't finish that. Catchy. Sentence. No, she's right. As it's, it's the lovely. So then, especially if you consistently listen to it in order, then there's like specific points within the track list that you look forward to. But then the points in between are just like not as good. So you have to, yeah, you have to put them lower. I will say the actual melody of the chorus is good. Yeah. It's really good. It's, it feels like a kick line it's type like of vibe to it. I like the whole night and night day. And you day. you are the one, only you beneath the moon and under the sun. That's so sweet. I love that part These songs are sweet. No, but this one is well, amazing. Well, one of them is not very sweet. And that is love for sale. <laughs> so we can delve into that just a little bit. Oh, that should be oh, that should be last title right. track. Okay, we'll give it. I'll give it some time. We'll get back to love for sale. Let's talk about so in love. I agree. What I don't do know. To say I don't have bad things to say about it. The only comment I will make about this one is that it's not as interesting as a title 
as the other ones. Yeah, like kind of like, interesting. I get a kick out of you and like dream dancing. They're, those are interesting titles. And then you I see concentrate so, on you. And then you see so in love. Okay. I think I say that about do I love you too though. Yeah. Like that's not well, as we interesting. Not there yet. Exactly. No, I know, but I'm just saying like well, I yes, that's why I didn't that's why I didn't include it in my list of But I understand offices. why it was called uh, so yeah. in love. And I think the lyrics of the song are interesting. Mm-hmm. Um that kind of so taunt me and hurt me, deceive me, desert me. I'm yours till I die. So in love, so in love, so in love with you, my love. So I think that, you know, it made sense for it to be called So in Love because that part of the song was very important to it. Yeah. And, I mean, it was definitely, it got you thinking a little bit (laughs) in terms of, like, the lyrics here are just, like, stronger than they are in other points of the album because here the songs are very much like, Dear Love, I Love You, You Love Me, Let's Live a happy family life whatever (laughs) but then you know you get so in love and so taunt me hurt me deceive me desert me those are very strong adjectives and you know they make you think in an album like this it was giving me barney i love you you yeah me we're a happy family (laughs) (laughs) so anyway we can talk about do i love you now yay which is one of lady gaga's solo songs and I was surprised that when I saw your rankings that it was last. Mine? I was yeah. not surprised. It was second to last. It's very for me. it's it's decently high on yours. I'm not that. It's on eight. That's a little low. For but it was a little monster status. I know. For the little monster status, I'm surprised. It was eleven on mine. And it's only because it's less like jazzy and like peppy than the other ones that like that's the point right that it's more of a more of like a a ballad (laughs) yeah i was gonna be like the way i picture it is like she's like standing outside in the middle of the night like singing to like the stars that is so dramatic victoria (laughs) victoria has a flair for the dramatics and she's not even a theater kid yeah exactly she calls herself not romantic but then here we have it she's like i am cynical and then she's singing out to the stars in the middle of the night <laughs> like that you came up with that all on your own girly Wherefore, okay well I, what i can tell you is that what i base this album off of is the sound of music because that's the only 1960s movie i have seen right <laughs> so i'm like alive. so all of this just like comes from what i saw in that movie so like you are six. That's that's what I'm going on, on seventeen. Is that what you associate this with? No, not directly. <laughs> but I would associate it more with Adel Vines. Anyway, what are you talking about? I have so do much love, love for "Do I Love You" though. Well, also, just does July need a sky blue? This July yeah. rained. Hello, yeah. so much rain this July. So it does need a sky blue. It, it does. Give it to us, girl. Mm-hmm. I also think it's interesting, like. That when you think of albums and who they're by, you like to see that an artist has writing credits on all the songs. This is intentionally not written by either of them and just kind of doing a different style and doing different things. But it doesn't mean it's less valid of an album. Yeah. 
And a lot of people have misconceptions about that kind of thing that people who don't write their own music aren't as talented. Hello. But it's just not true. It's absolutely just a not the different point. Talent. Yeah, exactly. And you know, Tony Bennett's been doing this for years. I guarantee you he has more talent than a lot of people out there. Mm-hmm. Sixty first. 61st studio album. It was yeah. so funny for no reason. Okay, what should we talk about? What haven't we talked yeah, about? Yeah, what haven't we talked about? We talked about... Oh, did we talk about I've Got You Under My Skin? Yeah. Wait, no, we didn't. We didn't. Let's talk I'm, about that's I've a Got good You concept. Under My Skin. I'm so mad that it's second to last on mine. Like, I don't like where it is. I also like to appreciate that genius when I'm looking at the lyrics. The square... <laughs> Um, Genius has the alternate album cover. Like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so much cuter. The green one is so much cuter. When I you're agree. Both standing up. That's yeah, I not the one. original one where she's like leaning over. Yeah, yeah. It, it looks like a little weird. Now that you see the alternate cover, they're all cute and they all like match the vibe. alternate cover. Oh, that's the one that's on the vinyl that oh. so does. There's two others too. Yeah, there's a bunch of alternate covers. She's like, guys, buy the CDs. There's four alternate covers. Buy all of them. <laughs> yes, buy all of them. So I like the kind of back and forth part of like the I got you. Yes, I do under my mm-hmm. skin. Mm-hmm. I love when collabs aren't just two people singing. It's like, it's like actually intertwined. Yeah, it's intertwined. It's either like those harmonies intertwined or like conversational things or like, you know, don't go breaking my heart. And it's Elton John. And then it's like, mm-hmm. the, like the, oh, don't worry. I won't go breaking your yeah. heart. That kind of thing going on here. Like banter. They do that a lot in this album. They kind of just have separate parts that work really well together, even if it's not as explicit as that. Yeah. I don't know. That's just a note I have for this song. I agree. Ah, it's so catchy. <laughs> I feel like I say that for every single one of these songs, but it's true. Yeah, and... It's weird because jazz is not, you know, the popular type of music in this current age of music. So when, like, if you were to tell people our age, like, oh, this jazz album is really good. They'd be like, what are you talking about? Jazz? Ew, what? That was my reaction. Not like other girls, guys. They listen to jazz music. (laughs) But, But the thing is, is that... There's no reason to think that it wouldn't be good. Exactly. Especially with two very talented singers. Yeah. And, you know, she's. it's not like they haven't done it before and it was very well received. So many people forget that Gaga's literally classically trained. Exactly. They, every, okay, here's the thing about Gaga. Is she could do whatever type of music she wants to. And be good at it. And be right. good at it. And, and she chooses this right. crazy art, right. dance, electro-pop kind of <laughs> feel. And she does what she wants. And, you know, if she so chooses to do jazz, it's what it's going to sound like. And it's not not good. Yeah, she's proving that she can do whatever type of music she wants. She has talent and Her borderline genre. country songs. Like, yeah. There's a lot going on. A lot. And I don't even think we can handle all of it in this era. She's so ahead of her time. She will always Actually be. crazy. She will always... And as you could say, Victoria is like her biggest supporter. <laughs> no, that's Jane. That's Jane. <laughs> about six love her sales no i do not support lady gaga by buying all her stuff i support her by telling my personal trainer to go listen to her 
This it's is the true. little things. <laughs> it is. <laughs> okay. Let's wrap up this discussion with the title track, Love, Love for, for Sale. Sale. I do not know why I did not see this coming when I <laughs> I just figured, you know, maybe it would be about something different <laughs> considering the rest of the album, but um apparently not. Hmm. It is Love for Sale. <laughs> no, I yeah, agree. I, like I like how they it's like but they also say anything but true love for sale. Yes, there's not love for sale, not actual love for sale. It's sexy like, time for sale. Yes, we got it, Sophia. Yeah, we didn't have to spell that one out. <laughs> Old love, new love, every love but true, true love. love. No, that's really smart. It's everything but true love for sale. But then it goes appetize young love for sale. So it's only what's desirable. Okay, but I need your thoughts on this. Do we think that this was a good name for the album? Yes. Yes. Even though that the rest of the album is like really sweet and the song is like love for sale. Hey. <laughs> but I think time. <laughs> Girl, we didn't need that. I don't I don't think it was trying to be like misleading. I knew exactly what this album was gonna sound like. Yeah, and I think it's Her I think love for sale goes scanny cheek to cheek. <laughs> I agree with that. Um well, well I think love for sale works because it's naughty. No! <laughs> the for sale part is not the point here. It's about love. It circles around love. Every single one of these themes. Okay. With my dear and my darling in 1950s, 40s, 60s, whatever this point is. Well, it's like, so there's no other title that would work better. It's yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think I agree with that. Anyway. Maybe you're at the top. Mm. But technically, it's a deluxe track to me. Yeah. I think the point was that love was in the title. No, I actually like Love for Sale. Like, that's that's a good title. It's, it's like, oh, Lady Gaga's new album, Love for Sale. It's a big thing. It's like a... It's a thing. It's a thing. It's a thing. It's definitely a thing. thing. <laughs> okay, we had a lot of fun dissecting this album, even though this is... Even though it's by Lady Gaga, this is beyond our usual genres that we... Cover. like to do like to cover so let us know if you want to see other stuff let us know if you have anything to recommend um and we'll definitely honor your requests because we love listening to new things and you know how you can reach us by contacting us on our social medias our instagram is at the speaking of music podcast and our tiktok is at speaking of music podcast so make sure to go follow both of those for all of the latest updates lineups rankings Stay all in that. touch yeah and recommend us new albums as always we'll see you next week bye, bye.